0: The show does it bother anyone that women are constantly trying to mow the lawn? Like what what I guess when I say it bothers me. Like it doesn't you know make me mad, like women no. Like, nah nah, no that's not me, that's not me, that's not me. But it's like Where where's your husband at? And I guess probably, you know, nine times out of ten it'd be like, Oh, he's at work. Or maybe like, you know, she just likes doing it, she's independent, she has, you know what I mean, like, no disrespect, you know, she just likes doing it once, she can't do it because she's a woman, she's not capable. And no, it's not that, oh, she's very capable, everyone's fucking doing it, children do it. But for the longest time, I feel like that was typically, like, a male activity. Like, you wouldn't see, you know, women going to war. Very different examples, right? Very different examples. But uh, I kind of put into like that that category of what used to be considered, you know, man things. Like she would clean inside the house. He would take care of the roof and like the gutters and the outside. She would plant. He'd do all the other shit, right? I don't know. But nowadays it's different. Before it was like it's shifting kind of. Like, it's like, it used to be more of a patriarchy, right? Where men said and did what happened, and women were along for the rut. And, you know, now it's turning to equal everything. Equal pay, equal this, equal that. You know, where where there's imbalances, they're trying to balance it out however they can. And it's like, it's fixing the the what I would consider, like, the gap to make it from, like, a, like, an evenness to a patriarchy, right, like, just a gap, just a little bit of space between, like, it's probably not that far, I don't know, you know, I'm not a fucking scientist, I don't know this shit, but it, there's definitely, like, a little bit of a shift, right, like, I mean, women are owning a lot, like, they're getting a lot of now this is like this is revealing a lot about myself obviously but like women are getting a lot of you know like friends with OnlyFans. right i don't have one i mean if you ha- if you do it go crazy you know if you're subscribing to people go crazy support who you support i don't you know what i mean go crazy i listen to music you know i choose my artists you choose your models it's cool whatever but i would say probably the majority of males are not going to benefit from an OnlyFans the way a female would. And I'm not saying like, oh, make OnlyFans equal. Like, I'm not a Mininist. You know, I'm, I'm a humanist. I also say that, you know, everyone's got to be cool. Everyone's got to find their niche. Some people are meant to be famous. Some people are meant to be like me. Fucking chilling. Like, hey, I'm doing a little podcast for like maybe 10, 15 people. Maybe one day there'll be 100. But it will never be like a million Like I'll never have You know And I guess I shouldn't say It'll never be Because It'll never happen right But I really don't plan on this Being That big Like I You know It's just kind of just for me To just uh, get stuff out But it's also revealing Like I said So then I I see In these little shifts right And Where women are Able Like if Like if a hundred men Gathered outside of a building Were like hey shut this shit down, they'd be like, oh, we gotta go, <laughs> we gotta go put them down, you know what I mean, like, it's a hundred men, like, what the fuck's going on, but if a hundred women showed up, and they were protesting, saying the same shit, shut that shit down, they'd be like, alright, just let them go, or whatever, you know what I mean, and, I think it's for the better, I think, you know, throughout time, it's usually been, the the queen, you know, there's always been the, the Omega, right? And this is going to sound weird, but... Like, men are great. Men serve their purpose, right? Like, I'm a guy. Maybe not a man, but I'm definitely a guy, right? Definitely born that way. And... You know, we're providers in the sense. Like, we go get the food. We go get the tools. We go get the stuff so we can all live cool. But I feel like... In the past, you know, things were a lot more nomadic. So it'd be, you know, a family of whatever, 30, 40 people, 50, 100 people, whatever, however big the tribes were. Everyone would just live close, like everyone lived together, but they were always moving. You know, you'd be at a spot for a couple of weeks and you go to the next spot for a couple of weeks. And then you learn what to eat wherever you're at, you know, you'd meet other people. And that'd be the, like it was just a whole bunch of like hippies in a van. Like, imagine if America was just, every state had, you know, their hippies in a van, and they were constantly moving from each state to state, and then constantly, you know, exchanging information, like, hey, what's up, smoke weed with us, bro, let's have some food, let's dance tonight, hey, ooh, ooh, because they're fucking hippies, right, they're just chilling, and they go from every state everywhere until, you know, eventually they just die, because you never really stop, because if you were to stop, then, you know, the rest of the tribe would leave you behind, and obviously that's not going to happen, Back in you know, the thematic tribe days you'd fucking die There's no medicine, no, no power You'd buy yourself in the fucking forest, right? And that shit was a lot different and, You know, it's not, it's not like how It is now where there's towns and states and countries And we own this and we own that And this is mine, this is yours But I feel like if And okay, so I bring that up because in that time it was more. More liberal. Is that the right word? It was more free. Like. Like women weren't considered. Whores. Or sluts. Right. Or and like virginity wasn't. A thing to. Like desire. Like that. That's something that. At one point in time. I don't think humans really desired. Right. It's more like. Eventually it just happened. And I say this because this is not a fucking random theory that I just came up with. I'll be like, I just read shit. And then I'm like, oh, damn. Word? That's crazy. God damn. And these nomadic traps never stay in one spot. But eventually they do. Right, eventually they stop and say, you know what? Everything we need is here. Why are we wasting all this time moving, running, when we can just sit in one spot and chill, work hard? The previous nomadic people were like hippies, bro. They would just go from each spot, get what they needed to live, set up their little teepees or whatever they're living in, you know, and they would just hang out. They would just hang out, make love, fucking party, you know, whatever they did. They weren't, they didn't have TVs and shit, so, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like they were working all day. There was nothing to do. You just get the food you need for the week or the day or whatever they did, and that's it. That was the work. But once you stop, and you have to do farms and you have to to provide for that area like you you, instead of like you going from place to place getting what you need and letting it restore naturally as you go became more we chose how to do it we made the farms we tilled the farms we knew we planted the farms when we wanted to we expected it to be done by this time of the year versus before it would kind of do it just on its own cycle its own previous cycle that it had and with that became you know there's a farm here there's a farm there there's a farm there and in all this area there's a little group and they all become friends right they're the five closest farms they figure you know what we gotta stick together to protect ourselves because that's what humans innately do right they all get into tribes to survive and then from there you know the tribes get bigger and that's why they meet at their tribes and like hey what's up guys we're cool so all these farmers, you know, they gather up and they get their, let's say, you know, a, a one inch by one inch fucking square on a map, right? So like 10 miles by 10 miles square, and they all own that, the five farmers. Well, in that, you know, they want to keep, they want to keep the peace, right? I mean, you want to keep your family, your families are close. You guys are like brothers, you know, your family, you're protecting each other. That's why you guys are together. So, you know, farmer A gives his, his daughter to farmer B, which gives his daughter to farmer C and you know so forth and so when all these families kind of mix and then from there then they go spread out to other families but anyway so let's just focus on the five right so they all mix there well maybe the fu- the fucking farmer from farmer A the son who got the wife from fa- uh, farmer B so the wife gets the farmer the farmer A's family right because that's how they move you know the wife goes to the man's family well now you know she's she's an outsider. She's cool, but she's also kind of an outsider. She's not from the original family. Excuse me. And, and you know how women are. I mean, you know, like if any females listen to this podcast. I mean, when you meet someone's mom, that shit's kind of tough, right? Like, you don't come off of like a fucking, like, you, you know, you have sex with her son. And she knows that. So you got to come in like, you know, I'm classy, I'm smart, I work hard, whatever, whatever you know you don't come in like yeah i suck dicks and blah you know she's like oh hey, what the fuck and so you know the girl goes over there she's in a whole new family now and her whole point is to foster farmer a son's child essentially like in the very broken down aspect of it that's her that's her purpose like she does more than that she's a fucking person but very very basic point is to father her son his son well, I'm assuming at this time, too, a lot of people were dying from having kids. Also, around this time came the start of STDs, because as we all know, it's a lot of diseases, most most sexual diseases come from animals, and so that obviously means that when the start of farming happening, because the nomadic tribes didn't have... Large outbreaks of STDs. We would know that because if they did, they would all have them, right? Because they started with one tribe. They were fucking sheep. Okay, let's start with that. I'm pretty sure that's where syphilis comes from, or herpes does, one of the two. Well, the nomadic tribe fucks a sheep. Well, in the nomadic tribe, they all fuck. Like there is no "you're my wife." It's the 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 woman would choose which man she wanted at the time, and so you know there'd be that kind of circular. I don't know how relationships lasted, I'm sure it was more than just sex, obviously, you know, that's more of a, uh, 20, like, 21st century thing, where sex is a big thing, I think, I don't know, if, you know, I'm, I wasn't alive then, but I think sex is a lot bigger now than it probably ever was in the past, because, you know, back then, you just kind of, you didn't want to fuck all the time, because, oh, shit, babies everywhere, so, I don't think they fuck, like, everyday type shit, but they, all, but obviously, a large amounts of sex is still very healthy for you, so they're, obviously, you know, Still doing their thing out there. Where was I going with that? My horny ass. What the fuck? Um, so, yeah. So, then all these people are going to be in that little circle. All having, you know, Eskimo bro this fucking sheet. Well, it's also known that all these tribes would also meet other tribes. And they would, you know, switch women. Switch, I don't think they would switch men. Because it's like the men tribe. But they would switch women. Because they, you know, they also married off you know, people still did that, you know, they didn't all stay there, so, you know, in the long, you know, fucking, like, disease spread chart, you see everyone would get syphilis, and there's no cure for syphilis back then, so everyone would be fucked, or just have syphilis, I don't think that shit kills you, but you definitely have, maybe it was gonorrhea from the sheep, all I know is these motherfuckers are fucking sheep, all right, and I trust this book with my life, <laughs> so, so, but these farmers, I mean, when you're a lonely farmer, right, that's what the book was talking about, like, you're a farmer. And you're not you're not running around meeting all these tribes. You're on your your farm every day working, so you can have food to sell, eat, take care, of, whatever. And sometimes you gotta fuck a sheep. Sometimes you gotta fuck a pig. And a lot of times you get a sexual disease from that because you shouldn't be fucking pigs or sheep. And that's where this the this spread this, the start of STDs allegedly kind of like kind of spawned off from was bestiality. And bestiality allegedly probably started with the start of farming which allegedly started with the end of nomadic tribes right? You guess fall through that that traveling people stay in one place people who stay in one place need to start farms those farms require animals and those people require to fuck and if there's no woman around maybe she died from giving birth cause that happened maybe dude was ugly and had no family cause that still happens And you got to fuck a sheep. That was just some weird tapping and I didn't know where. Where it was coming from. I'm pretty sure there's a ghost in my room. Slash apartment. Ghost, if you're here to take me, go ahead and do it i never seen a ghost before. Actually, I don't take my soul. I don't give you permission. But I will say send me a sign if you're here. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and shift in my chair. Because I'm spooked out. But I'm going to continue talking to you guys. So, uh... so in short then now, now all these farmers have STDs, out the ass, everyone's fucking nasty, everyone's fucking pigs and sheep, well, if all these pig fucking fuckers start fucking all these women, all of a sudden all these women have STDs, and at the time, you know, you know, women weren't really considered sluts, they were just, everyone got horny, whoopty fucking do, and, so like, that's when like, virginity, and allegedly, started fucking becoming like a big deal and that's when like oh you're my wife you're my you're mine kind of started becoming a big deal because you wouldn't want i'm hearing so many noises i don't know it's definitely picking up in the mics i'm hearing it in my headphones it might be the neighbors i might be paranoid but i'm going to hear it back on <laughs> when i'm told this episode and going to hear it too and be like what the fuck's going on in your apartment and And I don't know But um So there's just rise And just like property ownership Because also like I said You start the farm well that's your farm for your family It's not you know The farm for everybody and their Fucking dog to come live on it was just those immediate People and outsiders Became kind of like the enemy Like who, who the fuck are you buddy And so that's as far as I got In this book so far but it's blown me away, excuse me, it's blown me away because the whole point of the book, I believe it's called, let me see what it's called, but the whole point of it is talking about how humans are innately good, and here's the evidence why, right, it's called A Humankind, A Hopeful History. Okay, I know you guys heard that. I'm going to go do something. Oh god, don't kill me. Not like this. Not like this. So I don't know if you guys heard what I did, but I just turned the light on. Because <laughs> as everyone knows, the lights make all the ghosts go away. Yeah, so now I feel a lot more safe. I'm actually, yeah, I'm a lot more comfortable now. Thank, think, who was it? Nikola Tesla, Edison? Whoever did that, thank you. And so this book's about people just being innately good. Like, um... The first example, like, right off the bat, that... You know, I'd never heard of. I've heard of, like, the incident, but not the outcomes or anything like that. Was in World War II. I'm sure a lot of you guys know. Uh, Germany fucked up the town of London, the city of London. They bombed it. I think they dropped, like, 60,000, 80,000 bombs, missiles, whatever. Like, it was like, that, like bombs. Just dropped them. Boom. Fucked them up. And. this is important, it's what the book says, I'm basically repeating the book, I don't want to, because I don't leave anything out, and, you know, there'd the be confusion that people were listening to this back, because I have it all in my head, so I understand it more than, you know, just blurting out information. So, London got bombed by Germany. Well, at the time, there was this French sociologist, psychologist guy, who talked about, you know, if there was a, a train crash, or there's 10 people on a train, it crashes, you know, assuming they all survive, but maybe some are trapped or hurt or whatever, that most likely everyone would panic, and it'd be every man for himself, essentially. There would be chaos, pandemonium, evil, you know, it wouldn't be good, because humans are innately bad, and you have to strive towards being good. And the people who followed this guy, I, I want to say it was, I don't want to butcher his name, but it was definitely a French guy. <laughs> but some of the people in the book that's quoted as having read this guy's book and also followed it, he was, they were like, that's definitely true. of like what I'm doing with this book. But yeah, that's probably true. It makes sense. Was Theodore Roosevelt, Hitler. Winston Churchill, Stalin, and as you guys all know, those were all the main superpowers, excluding Japan, in World War II. So the main countries involved in this world war all believed that humans were innately bad. Or at least followed in... No, I'm pretty sure the book said that they they believed that humans were innately bad. But I don't want to, you know, Teddy Roosevelt, he hates people. Come on, get out of here, right? And So it goes on to say that After the bombings Churchill immediately sent You know People out there to go look at what happened Cause we you gotta do You know you have to have that foresight That when something like this happens You gotta send all the aid out there As well as people to document The emotions The tensions What's going on Cause you wanna, you wanna be able to have the evidence To back up these claims about people, you know, you don't always have the access to those situations, you know. And you can't take people, put them in a glass box, and then hit them with rain and thunder and be like, how do you feel? This was a hurricane, how do you feel? You can't do that. So they send these people out and everyone, essentially, that came together. What all these people reported seeing was that Everyone was happy. Everyone was joking. Like businesses would, like businesses that had like their roof destroyed, would put like open signs saying they were selling, you know, bricks or stuff like that. You know, I'm not a comic genius, but they were trying to, they were making the best out of the entire situation when their whole neighborhoods were just bombed, destroyed. And that goes against everything this guy was saying. And it wasn't, and you know, London's not a 10,000 people city, especially during World War II, you know, it probably had a couple million people. Obviously, 80,000 bombs is not affecting the entirety of the London city because it was so big, but the amount of people it did affect was large. And all these people, all these, I don't know, scientists, social science, sociologists, like, I don't, well, I don't know exactly what you'd call the people that were sent out there, but all these people, they, they were just, you know, it was like, it was crazy to see that everyone because of this came together, you know, and one example that a lot of people might remember would be like 9-11. Like, after 9-11, everyone was like, fuck, oh, Sama. We're going over there and we're getting his ass now. And they fucking did that shit, right? And took... You know, ten or fucking eight, seven years to do it, eight years, nine years, but they went and got Osama. Everyone was like, "Fuck them, bro!" Like people started doing military left and right. Pop, 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 pop. We're doing it. But people at that time didn't want that information to be learned, I guess. So they didn't want that to be like to come to light it kinda goes against it contradicts the whole people are innately bad. So one of the guys in charge of all our research, he called it and just went, okay, bullet point one says humans are good, changed it and like scratched out good and put bad, right? He just went and kinda changed things up a little bit, made it look a little more favorable for himself. Gave it to Churchill. Because he wanted to Churchill was trying to decide whether or not to bomb the uh, Germany back. And this research was kind of like a an influencer, right? Like, oh, if the people if the you know, London citizens got fucked up and they're all like, Oh god, we give up, fuck, we got fucked up, oh, we got bond, we don't play anymore at a war then Winston Churchill would know, Okay, well if I drop this on fucking the Nazis and they'll feel the same way. Because we're all still human either way. Well, when it's opposite of that. You don't want to send the bombs, but when the guy in charge of the research wants to bomb these people, he's going to do what he wants to do so he can get bombed, right? So, doctors, as evidence. They bombed Germany. Well, in the book, it talks about that the a lot of the cities that they bombed, like, let's say, City 1 made airplanes, and City 2 made tanks. Well, prior to the bombing, City 1 would make airplanes once a week, and City 2 would make tanks twice a week. That was like as fast as they could do it that's how they were doing stuff for that's their they did it those towns would make those weapons and that's as fast as they could make them well after that there were some cities like city one that used to make airplanes once a week started making 15 a week and city two that make tanks made two a week started making 28 a week because a lot of some cities saw you know two or three times production but some got as high as 13-14 times production they used to make Because they saw that When they got attacked they came together And they were like fuck these guys We're going to fuck them up Let's make all these planes bombs or are doing this shit today And they went and did it And so I started reading that book And so I was like you know what I'm going to try it out Because I used to be one of those people That looked at the world like you know, like, global warming. Trash piles. Pollution. Sea pollution. You know, like, all this deforestation. Killing of species. I was like, humans are a disease. Oh, all we do is we take, 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 destroy. And we just destroy. We're a disease. We're a poison. Ugh. But months ago, I... I realized that if I looked at everyone as a disease, well, then how do I look at myself? Like, how do I really, do I really think of myself as a, as a disease? Because I'm one of you. I'm one of them, quote unquote, them. And I, I kind of started thinking, well, maybe I'm, I don't, I, I, I don't want to be bad. Like, I do, I do things that I know agree with the deepest level, or when I do them, I'm like, ah, oh, But I still do them sometimes and I know, But I know it's wrong If I know something's wrong, does that make me good? Like if I have the ability to decipher right and wrong And I see something bad, I'm like, no and I feel like it makes me somewhat good And that's what I thought But I hadn't really fully convinced myself Because I still saw myself as I'm this, e- like not evil, but I'm This small, you know Undeveloped and I'm developed could also mean, you know, bad, because I'm not necessarily, like, when I say bad, I don't mean evil, I just mean bad, like, that's a bad tomato versus a ripe tomato, right? And so I still saw it as, like, a growing, like, you have to change and become not that bad, that, those, those you know, those vices, those sins, those things you shouldn't be, you know, lazy and have you know, hatred and greed and all that bullshit. And while that still may be true to an extent, I don't think it's how it was before. And I recently met a guy. The weirdest way. So, you know, on Wednesdays I work a half day. I get home around 1.30. I got to have to drive. Get home. You know, I got to get my glasses and this vest. I have to grab all this little stuff I had. Little pile of stuff. My drink from work. And go upstairs, right? Wallet, keys. Get upstairs, you know. First thing I want to do is, you know, do do a little bit of a, um, take a little bit of medicine, take a shower. You understand? You know, get a little elevated. And I get up here and, you know, I'm looking for my phone. I'm like, oh shit, maybe I left it in the kitchen. Not in the kitchen. Maybe I left it in the bedroom. No, I know you guys heard that. I know it definitely picked up on the mic, that's crazy, I don't know what it it has is, it's gotta be like some, gotta be a raccoon in my attic or something, which I'm okay with, I've always wanted a pet raccoon, I just don't know what they eat, besides trash, fucking trash pandas, but um, what was I talking about? So the yes yeah, so I'm looking for my phone. Go to the bathroom, not in the bathroom, go to my room, not in the room, living room, not in the living room. I'm hurt. And where the fuck I'm like ah oh. No, I didn't, bro. It's twenty twenty one. What am I doing? Who the fuck I left my phone in my car and well yeah. It happens. You forget stuff in your car. Who the fuck forgets their phone? I mean your phone's like a part of you, you know, it's everything. It's like your lifeline. You don't like you don't go anywhere without your phone. So people forgetting their phone nowadays is like old man shit. Like the average person is not forgetting their phone. So, you know, I go down to my car. get My keys go down to my car. I go my to my phone. As I enter the street, you know, I get, I get out of my apartment building, go, go to the street, go to my car. And I look to my left and there's this, you know, older black guy. And he's carrying all these groceries. I look at him and on the inside I'm like, you gotta offer help. You gotta help this guy. Not because I necessarily was just, like, gleaning with, like, the the want to help someone. But I knew it was, like, the right thing to do. Like, that's what a, a community should do. So, I'm like, hey, man. How you doing? Because I don't want to offer help off the bat. You don't want to. Because it's an older guy. But if he's like, fuck you, bro. I don't need you fucking help, faggot. I'm like, okay, buddy. My bad. So, I'm like, hey. How you doing? Oh, he's like, hey. <laughs> he's funny. He's funny oh, it's not bad, man, it's cool, man, I was like, all right, he was like, hey, man, you help me out, It's like, what's up, man, what do what you need, I live right down the road, man, He gave me a ride, like, yeah, bro, I'll give you a ride, come on, let's go, and he literally lives right down the street from me, like, 30 second drive, cool, so I take him down there, you know, we're talking, he's like, hey, man, I got a little job opportunity up by this high school, you give me a ride, man. It's like, fuck it bro, I'll give you a ride He's like, alright man, let me take these groceries in real quick Put them up, be right back out, don't leave Alright man, don't, don't worry about it, I got you And you know, we were talking before this You know, I got his name, whatever, whatever We're talking a little bit That's so why I end up taking, I, t- I take him over to You know, his, his, little, his little job opportunity And you know, we're talking, and he's telling me things about You know, how this, he's been in the city for so many years And he's telling me about how things have changed Blah, 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 you know, he's just You know, being cool dude, you know I know I know the guy, we're getting to know each other become friends, you know, best friends. (laughs) And uh, so I get back home, I start thinking about it like, what if if I didn't forget my phone? Okay, let's say I stayed up in my room, my apartment, went and took my shower, did my little relaxation, and then went and did whatever I was going to do after that. What if I never met the guy? Like, how does that, because it was perfect timing, like, he was, like, 20 feet away from my car when I got down there, so another five more minutes, and he would have been past my car, and I probably never would have seen him until I drove by, and when you're driving by, it's a lot different, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of hard to drive up to someone in a car and be like, hey, you want a ride, because that's fucking, that's sketch, but if you're just going out to your car, and you see someone, that's a little bit different, you know, they see where you live, they see who you are, it's a little bit different. And I don't know. It's like an opportunity. And this guy, you know, I've he's called me, me, he's called me a couple times for rides and stuff. He's he's got his moped. I was him rides. He needs his moped fixed. And he was doing these jobs, to get money for the for the moped. And it was just in the times when I would, because I, I naturally don't trust people. And so you know, i give him I'd give him rides because I wanted to. I want to do the right thing. I was trying to, you know, I'm trying to change. But with that, you know, I also have to change my mentality on people. But with this guy, you know, he, so he's not, not to be racist, right? But just who he is, right? He's a homeless black guy, not the prettiest guy. Okay. And so I think the average person up top's like, ooh, ooh, homeless black guy. Not the prettiest. Like he's obviously, you know, I mean, he's dabbled, I think, in his fair. I don't want to make an assumption, so I'm not even gonna say that. But you know, it's. I won't lie. You know, it's, it's sketched me out a little bit. I'm I'm scared. let say I'm scared. I'm I'm scared, right? I'm just in that situation. I have a fear. that Something's gonna happen. And. So, I was I, off the bat, it was like a, a bias of like, I don't trust them, you know. Like, I'm like, I don't fully believe everything you're saying. And a part of that also came from that, you know, fear, I would say, like, being a little scared in the situation, not being comfortable in the situation. But also, of like, you know, he was talking about like, he's like, oh, it's like seeing people's games and, you know, like understanding this and that. And it's like, what, what are you talking about? Like Like I, I know people play games but Once you start Like hey man I, I see what game People are playing it's like Well if you if you see The kind of games people are playing that means you're playing them too And People play them but you don't have to play too and, You know there's you know, that's, that's a whole different kind of philosophy right there I might even get into that but if you're choosing to play I mean you're choosing to play and that's where I was like hmm so you like to play games huh and so you know time I gave him a couple rides and, you know I popped a tire he got his friend to bring me an air compressor that I can't really use which kind of sucked but uh It was weird though, his friend he had, he brought the compressor with ended up being one of my old co workers. Like, weirdly enough. Like, it was just, it's one of those, like, it's, it's, you okay, you see where I'm coming from a little bit? He, I popped my tire, I call I call him, like, hey man, you think you bring an air compressor? Because I didn't know my, pyre, my tire was popped, it recently got really hot here, right? And sometimes with that change in weather, you fucking lose a little bit of air from your tire. I think. I'm pretty sure that's how it works, but I don't know. I was thinking, you know what, maybe maybe just maybe i can put some air in this tire i don't have to buy a new one i didn't get a new one right but i called Dennis like, hey man you got air compressor he's like nah man my friend chad got one though he said he let you use it all right man so you brought him over and i i remember chad like i worked with chad he knew me i knew him he's an older guy and chad is like one of those little portable air compressors you brought over and yeah tire didn't work but you know we got we kind of chopped it up for a minute kind of awkward whatever and So, you know, I went and got a new tire or whatever And Dennis calls me, I'm getting a new tire He's like, hey man I did all that work with Chad, but I'm still short Like $60 Then he can help me get money for my I'm over here at the laundry man, He helped help to get my My moped out by 3.30 like, okay buddy, you know, fuck it So I tell him, you know what bro, I gotta go to the skin set. Alright I have to buy stuff for the skin set. I got a phone bill, cause you know, storage in the month I got a phone bill And I just bought a tire and a spare tire he was like oh okay so i was like listen man after my tire after i brought my jeans and stuff five enough left over i'll give you some money i told him to say, i said yeah bro if i have enough i'll give you the full 60. the way i'm i don't want to lie to you guys i told him that and he was like i was like all right man that's cool just give me a call I was like, all right man i'll call you so i got my tires fixed i got a spare <laughs> Got a spare, I didn't have a spare last time, I was like, I gotta buy a spare, and then I also bought a, like, a new one, for the tire that got popped, cause I'm not buying four new fucking tires, you yeah, got me fucked up, and, uh, I, I didn't have enough that I wanted to give him the full 60, and a part of me also was like, like, You're doing all this work and you're short 60 bucks. Like, I don't know, it's just... Like, I don't know, I can't... Like... So the whole point why I I offered to help fix his moped in the first place, right? Was because I was like, well, if I keep giving this guy rides... That's not really fixing his ultimate problem of needing a way of transportation, which is his moped. So, if I fix his moped situation... One... I won't have to give him rides, which is a way to look at it not the way i was trying to look at it but more of if i fix his moped then he's set like that gives him more opportunity to do what he has to do than relying on me to give him rides so i go i was like i call i was like dude I didn't really have any money to give him, but I was like, you know what? I'll give him at least twenty bucks. That's like a third of it. So I call. Him, I was like, hey, I got you twenty. And he's like, okay, okay, cool, cool. And then, you know, I leave him. And he calls me. He's like, hey, man, my friend said he should give me the rest. Well, he said he, but he ended up being an old woman, you know. So, also little lies like that that I, I don't appreciate. You know what I mean? Like, you ain't gotta lie about it. Like, you know, like, fuck. I'm not gonna ask for all this information or nothing, but like, you don't gotta. Shit like that, but uh, so you know, there's a little bit of things add up to that, and I was almost thinking like, so you got the other 40 already that quick, but you need me to give you the 40? Cause in the car when I told him I give giving him 20, he was like, oh, come on man, come on man, man, I gotta get up at right you know? I'm like, come on, dude, I'm I'm confused by the situation, you understand? So. So he ends up taking me all the way to the moped place, just to show me, cause he kind of, I think he kind of picked it up. He was like, "Ah, eh, you don't, you don't fully believe me." Excuse me. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it, I mean, it came a point. The whole point of this story, I guess, if you you can kind of follow the the weird little strands that is left where this guy I met by chance, completely by chance, even though he lives right down the road from me, so (laughs) maybe not completely by chance, but so I just met him right randomly. Didn't really fully trust him, thought he was kind of lying, and the whole time he ended up being telling the entire truth. He is a good person. he's just this homeless black guy That I had never met And it just it made me really think like One Why the fuck do I think the way I think Why can't I just be cool with people What's up with all this hostility What's up with all this Anti-trust outsider enemy bullshit What's up with that More importantly God damn people are just good People are just trying to fucking make it do whatever they got to do, just like me. Like no one's special. No one's evil. Everyone's just, just these fucked up grown babies. But I think here's where I'm going to leave it off, guys. Whew. I had a good one today. I appreciate everyone listening. Uh, check in soon for the next one. All right, see you guys.